Hello and welcome to the President's Podcast, brought to you by Get Football, your home of European football in English. In this extraordinary series, we sit down with European football's power brokers to discuss their journeys into the game and the future of the sport that we love. We're delighted to be joined today by a man who needs no introduction. Fabrizio Romano has redefined the transfer news business with an omnipresence and a following that sits at over 4.2 million on Twitter and Instagram alone. Famous for his here we go catchphrase, Fabrizio works for Sky Italia, The Guardian and CBS, as well as having his own podcast, which you can subscribe to through Patreon. Fabrizio, welcome to the President's Podcast. Hello. Hello. Big pleasure to be with you. Thank you for the kind words and really big pleasure to discuss a bit with you and to be here. Thank you. Uh, the pleasure is all ours, Fabrizio. Very kind of you. Um, so let's jump straight into it. When you were a kid, was being in football your absolute dream or did you aspire to become something else? Tell us a little bit about those formative years. No, no, no. Football, football was my dream. Obviously, I think as many babies or guys dreaming of football on the pitch, obviously, so becoming a football player, but it was absolutely impossible. And I always had the passion about the journalism. My brother is a journalist, uh, not talking about football is totally different. So he's always been part of, part of my family to be to be journalist in the journalism. And I always had this dream of mix between journalism and football. So my dream was to work about football, but I never had a particular passion for like commenting the matches or being on the pitch has never been something that gives me emotion I wanted something different and I still remember the first time I had the news when I was like 16 or 17 I was still studying in Napoli my born city now I moved to Milano 10 years ago but I still remember the feeling I had with the first news for me it was something like scoring a goal I always say it's exactly the same feeling and that's why I said okay I want to go on this way I want to try to, to become a transfer journalist and that's how it started 10 years ago so yes football was my dream but in particular with transfers in, in my case in journalism. When you were playing football okay you, you felt like you weren't necessarily going to be the next Lorenzo Insigne or, or <laughs> whoever, whoever at Napoli but what position did you play? I'm centre back. Centre back. Center back. I've always been a centre back. Yes. My my favorite centre back in the history was Walter Samuel, Inter ah. Real Madrid. Yeah. This kind of style. So Italian style. He's Argentinian, obviously, but Italian yeah. style. Yeah. Cool. Well, no, that's that's awesome to hear. Um, I want to switch gears a bit, Fabrizio, now, and and kind of get a sense of the transfer market and how to navigate it, especially in 2020, 2021. I want to start with Instagram and how important that has become as a place. Uh, for you, not only obviously to, to give messages to to fans and people watching, because I think you're the first person to do that in a really quantitative way, right? You know, writing more, you know, paragraphs after paragraphs, but also how important has it become as a place to gain new sources? Because I'm sure, you know, the kind of modern agents outside of the top five, six super agents, they're also using Instagram a lot. Yes, this is a smart question. And yes, I can tell you that I'm using Instagram also for new sources, getting some news, sometimes to talk with some player also, because, you know, with the new generation, as you mentioned, with the agent, but also with the players, if you talk about Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo, it's absolutely impossible that they are going to discuss with you in private in messages DM, yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> Obviously, because they are living in a different generation and a different world. But when we're talking about guys with 19 or 20 or 21 years old, they are always checking Instagram. They are always sending messages. So for them, it's something normal. And we are in another era. And that's why I think that Instagram is so important. Also with agents, for sure. Uh, most young agents now are using Instagram. They understand the power of Instagram. If you give me the news and then I'm going to share with you uh, yeah. on, on Instagram and, and something like this, 
I'm trying to helping you, but I'm respecting all agents. I'm not working for one or two or three agents. So I'm trying to be respectful if you give me correct news and I'm always checking my news because I won't go only with agents info or only with clubs info because it's so dangerous and I try to be 100% accurate. Also, if not the first one on the news, I always try to check and to be 100% sure about what I'm sharing. But yes, Instagram is, is so important now because you can talk in five minutes directly with an agent or sometimes with a player. And it's something really, really important for me, more than Twitter in this case. Yeah, no, no, for sure. In 10 years time, maybe you'll be doing the same on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Um, How often do agents ask you not to run a story and promise you instead something down the line? It's a horse trading that we know happens in journalism. How do you manage that? Yes, it happens like, I won't say every day, but every week, yes, it's something normal that they say, okay, Fabrizio, don't say, please wait some days. I'm, in this moment, I think I'm keeping like three or four news I can't share, but I have to do it. Um, it's yeah. so important to be respectful. For me, it's always important. <clears throat> I always try to keep the news. Only if the news is coming out by other sources or other journalists, I say, okay, I have to share the news because it's out, yeah. but I always try to, to respect my sources. They are just promising that, okay, when is the moment I'm sharing with you? Don't worry. And, but I think the relationship with the agent or with the director or with the player, when they tell you something and you keep the secret, you are, you're winning the, the, something with, with directly with, with the person. It's not just about the yeah. agent or, or the player or the director. I just try to respect people just because I know that in the future you will have something back. That's why I do it. Yeah. But yes, it's something that happens. And for me, it's not so good just because I live 24 hours for the wo- this work. So you can imagine the feeling I have when I'm always checking, in particular, when it's something big, I'm always checking on social media if someone say this news and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> I try always to, to do my best to keep the news. I think today I'm going to share something. I hope I'm, I'm keeping by one week. Let's see. Okay. Oh, I look forward to that. Yeah, you constantly got Google search alert for a, for a couple of players. <laughs> yes. Um, I wanted to talk about social media as well. Obviously, a great place. It, you probably fair to say is a place that uh, you owe a lot to as well. You know, the, the kind of amazing growth and some of the amazing opportunities you've had, I'm sure you'd, you'd feel wouldn't necessarily have happened as quickly as they have had without the power of social media. But how do you deal with the darker side of it, Fabrizio? You know, the, the abuse... Uh, on social media, especially during a transfer saga where then there's a group of fans who every day they're trying to check for this news about this person and you provide an update on that saga and whatever happens, the deal doesn't come off. I'm sure there was a lot of pressure. Deal didn't come off. It's easy then as a fan, I imagine, to go and then take it out on someone, right? Let's blame Fabrizio for for Ustamawa <laughs> not signing. How, how do you deal with that? Has, has it had actually any, any sort of mental health or, or psychological impacts on you when there's this constant pressure and abuse that sometimes comes in? I, I want to be 100% honest with you. And I want to say that, yes, I feel this pressure just because it's so beautiful when fans are telling you, okay, you're the best and blah, 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 these kind of things. Yeah. You like it, it's normal. I don't feel as the best just because I think we are so lucky because we have a lot of good journalism in, in this moment in the world about transfers. In yeah. all countries, in France, in Italy, in Germany, in, in Spain, we have a lot of great journalists, really. And so I don't think I am the best. I don't like this kind of things but obviously when people are happy with the news happening you say it's something good it's just become a scoring goal as i mentioned before so it's the same feeling and when you miss the news you are missing the goal it's exactly the same so people today are telling you you are the best player in the world and tomorrow morning they are saying you are bad because you are 
terrible in one match. So it could happen, it's part of the game. But yes, I'm feeling the pressure sometimes. In particular, you know, I, I still remember to give you an example last summer when I said that Havertz was going to join Chelsea 100% and I said it the day after the Champions League final. Uh, I received the news in, in the minute 25 of the Champions League final it was crazy. I was calling my source in the halftime and he confirmed me everything. The day after I shared the news and Rudy Foller from Bayer Leverkusen said it's not true, he's not going to Chelsea, we have no agreement. Okay, and it was difficult because I spent like 20 days with people sending me messages, you share something false, it's not, the, it's not done, yeah. he's not joining Chelsea, he's not going. Then when they announced the deal, for me it was like, okay, I'm free, now I'm free. And I, I had an amazing feeling, but for 20 days I had a lot of pressure. So yes, as you mentioned, it's not so easy to manage with this kind of situation, but it's part of the game. So now I am used, you know, week yeah. by week and month by month I'm getting used. Well, that's the other thing. It's, it's the balance between you might be told by a player or an agent, you know, this is happening, this is done. But actually, in the case you talk about with Havertz, often there's a lot of public posturing because clubs are still negotiating that last clause, that last fee, yes. etc. Um, so there's also you, you have that own internal battle of I've got this news. Do I want to share it and bring that pressure onto me? I know it's going to happen, but it's, yes. a, it's probably a yes. difficult mental struggle. No, this, this point is so important. I think I would love to do something in the coming months. I hope to explicate people how it really works yeah. when we have transfers because it seems too easy. You're going to meet, okay? You find the agreement and the deal is done. It's not like this. No. In particular, in this moment, you have to do the medicals. You have to do the COVID check. You can't travel to the city until you completed the COVID check, yeah. quarantine. And a lot of things is so long, is so long. I always mention the deal between Juventus and Ajax for Matthijs de Ligt. It was like two years ago when they found the agreement in the end of June and they announced the deal at the end of July. They were talking one month because they had to find the agreement with the family and to pay him for signing the contract and to pay Mino Raiola and to find the agreement on future clauses. So it's so long. It's not just finding the agreement between two clubs. So the deal is going to be completed, but it takes time. And I want to make people understand how it works. So I hope someday with, with some agents or some director to explicate how it works really in the details because it would be interesting and I hope people can understand what are we doing as journalists. Yeah, and the other thing that I think is the most common misconception is that every transfer right into that last minute is evolving. Yes. Um, and that something that was true this morning might not be true in the afternoon anymore because not only is it like any kind of business context where until a deal is signed, it's not done. Also in football, we have some pretty crazy people, <laughs> crazy characters, uh, you know, who, who will sometimes yes. kill a deal for the, for the stupidest <laughs> reasons. Um, so, yeah, that's the other, I think, big misconception that fans sometimes have is something can be true in the morning that all of a sudden doesn't become true because another club comes in or a player's cousin is unhappy and yes, asks for yes. a five million fee in some different, exactly. you know. All, so, the, so, all the players can, can make a different decision in 24 hours. It happened, for example, last summer with David Silva. It was a done deal with Lazio as a free agent. It was really done. And free agents are so dangerous, you know, so well that they can <laughs> find a pre-contract with a player and tomorrow yeah. morning with the club. And tomorrow morning we are signing a pre-contract with another club. So it depends also by the agents. There are some agents that are working on different tables and doing this kind of business just to have an important commission because with the free agents, you have enormous commissions. So there are these kind of jokes, but it's part of this world. If people can't understand this, I think they are out from transfer world, the real transfer world, and they are playing FIFA. That's it. Yeah. So just on, just on this issue of social, has it ever got so bad that you took a break? Like you just turned Instagram off, turned Twitter off? No, no, to be honest, no. At the moment, no. I'm always been 
I would say lucky just because um, many times also when I had something wrong, um, people were okay, sometimes attacking me, but the day after they are asking, okay, let's do with another one. So we yeah, are signing this true. player. So they restart immediately. They are like, but <laughs> they are, <laughs> they are, not they are bot. <laughs> yes, because they are only saying, okay, you were wrong about, for example, Thomas party. Okay. Tomorrow morning is our is coming to Arsenal. So it's going to change in 24 hours. So to be honest, no, obviously I can take some hours when I say, okay, I don't want to look at Twitter for, I don't know, two, three, four hours, but it's never saying like, okay, I want to take a break for one month or six months, something like this, never. That's the thing. I mean, that's how football fans have evolved. You know, the next generation of football fan, the 14 to 24-year-old, is also part of this instant gratification generation, right? They get everything on their phone. They can do, you know, everything so, so quickly. It's the same with transfer news. They're quickly moving on to yes. whatever the next thing is. So the yes. new cycle is definitely very true. It's never longer than 24 hours in this game. Yes, exactly. What's the future of transfer market reporting, Fabrizio? Do you think they're going to be more Fabrizio Romanos in the future? First of all, really, I want to explicate. I'm happy to be here also to explicate that I don't feel that I am the best one. I think I have a good communication of the news, and this is the secret. Yeah. But there are, trust me, a lot of journalists that are doing an amazing job. I won't mention anyone because I could stay here speaking for 10 minutes and it's not <laughs> smart. But really, I think in my case, it's not so easy because I'm trying to work in different leagues, you know. So if you're covering only one league or one club, it's getting easier, obviously, because you check with your sources. There, You have two or three sources calling them every day. And sometimes it's easier. It's never easy, but it's a good way to, to, to work. In my yeah. case, I try to do something different, talking with people in different countries every day, and you have to manage with it. And also you have to work because you have to be live on the channels and then share on social media. So it's not easy about the timing because for private life, it becomes different. But I think we have a lot of great journalists in this moment. And I think we'll have a lot of journalists that are going on social media. I think they are understanding that on social media, they need to share the news. And it's part of the game today because we have a lot of great journalists that are still thinking, okay, I am on the paper, I am in TV, social media, not important. I still remember that like five or six years ago when I started to share news on Twitter and then after on Instagram too, they were telling me from Sky Italy, people from Sky Italy, they were telling me, oh, Fabrizio, you are losing your time. Why you are doing this? You are already working for Sky. What's the problem? Stay working with Sky. When you're out from Sky, think to your private life. And I always said, why you have to do it? I like to, to do something different. I think people are going to appreciate it. So I think people in our work in journalism now are understanding that social media are so, so important today. And if you use social media in the right way, you have something important in your hands. So I think, yes, in journalism, social media will be so important because now people are checking news on social media, not on the paper. And I'm yeah. working in a TV, but I would say not in the TV too. They want to look on social media. That's it, as you were mentioning before. Yeah, I mean, you probably get more impressions on your tweets than people watching Sky Italia. I mean, that's yeah, sure. at a certain point, that's, that's certainly true. Fabrizio, what is your ultimate football ambition? Would you like to work for a club one day? Is there, is there a part of you? I mean, you know, you've, you've been able to propel yourself into a position of knowing and speaking to all the key actors in the game. That must give you sometimes that little desire of seeing on the other side of the fence <laughs> what no, that might look like. To be honest, I received this new this question a lot of times in the last weeks. I don't know, like, but I received this question by my friends, eh? not in interviews or something like this. My friends are asking me, Fabrizio, but what are you gonna do? And yeah. I always answer that I'm really happy with this work. I I I have no desire of becoming like a sporting director. Then never say never in, in your life. Also, because if you told me about this work ten years ago, I would say, okay, it's impossible. And as you can see in life, everything can happen. But in this moment, 
I would say, no, I'm not dreaming of sport director or something like this, working for a club. No, in this moment, no. For sure, not working for a club in communication. Some, some club were proposing me, okay, you want to come with us, we give you the power in the club. But for me, it would be terrible. It's like putting a lion in, in, in the zoo just because I can't yeah. share news and it would be terrible. <laughs> I have to fight to, for the news to not come on and to the journalists. It would be terrible for me. And, <laughs> and so, no, in this moment, I want to continue like this. You know, I don't like to plan for five or 10 years. It's not in my style. I like to plan for tomorrow morning. I have to think about today and then tomorrow let's see what happens so i'm not planning for the future and i think i will continue with this i like journalism i like transfers and i hope to continue like this to be honest my dream has always been to become a manager and a coach ah. not a director but obviously it's totally different so i think it will become a dream only football manager on fifa <laughs> yeah you must have loved being in the in the football manager and the, <laughs> the regional and then that must have been a real dream come true Yes, um, yes. The, um, have you had offers from the world of agency and, and clubs outside of the communication department? Um, what do you mean, sorry, for office, just to be 100% sure? No, like as in, you know, has, has an agency said, Fabrizio, would you like to come work with yes. us? Yes, I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. It happened many times. Yes. For different countries, yes. not only in Italy. Yeah. In Italy, in France, a lot of places. Yes. But I would never accept, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it could, could be a nice life. Um, yes, yeah, a nice uh, life. But if you are not happy with what are you doing, like waking up tomorrow morning and, okay, I, I want to share news. It's, it's my passion to call people to have, okay, when they tell you this player is going in this club, it's something different. When you play on the other side, in this case, as an agent, it's another life. Okay, big money probably, but I don't like it. I really don't like it. I, I see how they, how they live sometimes. Yeah. And it's not an easy life with agents. No. Okay, you are getting money, but you have to be 24 hours connected with clubs, with players. I know a lot of agents and I know, for example, agents that have more than 10 or 12 or 20 players. It's like being the president of a club. It's exactly the same. Calling players all days, keep an eye on the other, other agents working to, to sign your player. It's terrible sometimes. I want to continue in journalism. Trust me. <laughs> What's the strangest way in which you ever came across a piece of information? <laughs> That's a good question. <sighs> I would say um, one time I remember I received the news. What was one of one was one of my first here in Italy about Duvan Zapata, the striker now at Atalanta, was mm. joining Napoli. And he was playing in in another club, in a small club in, in South America, I don't remember where. I think it was Estudiantes, not so small, good club in South America. And he was joining Napoli. And I remember how I was into an hotel. I was taking a coffee with my friend. And you know that here in Milano, people are meeting always in the yeah. hotels, people of, of football and transfers. I didn't know about these people meeting because there was an agent, South American agent I never saw in my life. I had like 19 years old or 20 years old. So I was so young, I, I was not knowing a lot of people in this world. And I was taking a coffee with my friend and I was hearing at the table close to me, they were saying, okay, Duban is moving. These are for this money, <laughs> for this contract. They were telling all the details and I was checking it like with Gianluca Di Marzio the, 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 during the afternoon. I told him, look at this news because I was hearing something and it was 100% true. And I still remember what happened with, with, with the director of Napoli was saying, how are you knowing about this deal? It's impossible. I never shared anything. How is possible? And also this winter, for example, happened something strange to me. I can't name players and clubs because they were killing me. But my former girlfriend, this is crazy. Yeah? This is, I think, one of the craziest of my life. But my former girlfriend was 
his her best uh, friend just because um, she, she was living in london her best friend was meeting with a player that this winter moved to an italian club and she was in london i can say more and and what happened that she knew about a possible move for this player she told me if you want to say to fabrizio and blah 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 how that's how it worked and also i still remember the reaction of the director how is possible they can't trust when they are not sharing news and they are receiving news Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it must have been a strange, strange text from your, from your ex-girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> oh, just, uh, just, just nothing. Just got some transfer news for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes also people on social media are helping. You know, as you, as we were mentioning about Instagram and more. Obviously, people are sometimes inventing and trying to to have five minutes uh, as a famous person. But sometimes also happens that people are sharing with you right news. For example, mm. one time they were texting me, Fabrizio, in this restaurant, they are meeting this player and this director, look at it, and it was true. I remember yeah. with Juventus it happened. So yes, you are in, in, in a world where if you see something in five minutes, you can share with me or with other journalists. Yeah, that's the amazing thing about, about the world of, of the transfer market is that it's kind of a joke, I think, in public to the fans of like someone spots someone in an airport. But that stuff generally yes. does happen. I mean, you do get photos of, uh, I think, over this process, you know, I probably got a bunch of photos from airports, <laughs> someone <laughs> oh, who could be someone or, or not. Final question, Fabrizio. Thank you so much for your time. Don't we worry. ask this question at the end of every president's podcast. What advice do you have for young people who are looking to get into the kind of transfer market journalism side of things? What do they need? Do they need multiple languages? They obviously need to work very hard. What, what, what do you think they need? The percent languages are so important. I, I'm always studying to improve myself with English, with Spanish, with Portuguese. I'm always studying, really. Also, if I study like 30 minutes per day, I always try to, always try to improve because languages are so important. But the most important thing for transfers in particular, because as you know, obviously, you have different kind of journalism. You could be like commenting matches or, I don't mm. know, working behind the scenes also. We have a lot of journalists, for example, in Sky Italy, in the TV, working behind the scenes, and they are good journalists, like, obviously, on the papers. You have different style of, of journalists. But if you want to work on transfers, you have to be 100% sure that you want to give your time and your life in it. Because if you want to say, okay, I want to work like six hours per day, or I don't want to work during the weekend, or something like this, it's not for you. Uh, trust me, it's not for you. Just because, if you, uh, in my opinion, if you want to do the things, you have to do the best level. So if you want to be one of the best, you have to be 100% prepared to give your life for this work in particular. So sometimes happen that, for example, I lost my former girlfriend or with my friends, I have sometimes some problems because we can't go out. I am so lucky because my best friends are working with me. So they're working with Sky or working with me or working in our business. So they understand what are we doing and, and we are having like, for example, sometimes one week free and we are always working also during this week. So we understand what's going on. But if you want to do something important with your life as a journalist in transfers, you have to be 100% sure that you want to give your life. Be prepared that summer is complicated. It's not being at, at the sea with your friends, but you have to be focused on transfers and to be always, always available. Always. Look at your phone, always. That's it. It's so difficult sometimes, yes? But, yeah, no, but it's so I mean... beautiful because remember, sometimes we can be like tired, we can have fans criticizing us just because the news was wrong. We can have difficult moments, but I always say we are talking about football and we are paid. So we are lucky. We are so 
so lucky. Absolutely. That's a fantastic way to, to end this episode of the President's Podcast. Two other things I'd add is be prepared for rejection early on. You know, just because someone doesn't email you back or message you back when you don't have much, yes. much influence, don't be disheartened. You know, that's, that's initially, initially it's about knocking on doors a lot, a lot. And then, as, as Fabricio says as well, it's a myth that all the work is done in, in, as, a, as a transfer journalist in January and in the summer. In fact, yes. it's, it's around the clock, uh, 12 months a year, three, six, five days. So yes, about, about what you said about this, this thing of people not answering is normal. It's totally normal when you start. But yeah. I want to say sometimes you're so lucky for people that are starting now. You're so lucky because I remember 10 years ago when I started, uh, I had only the phone number of people. So I was calling and nothing was happening. Now you have the social media. Now you have a lot of things to contact people to try also with small, I would say small, obviously, small people. For example, I remember one of my first contacts was Fabio Paratici. You went to sport director right now. You went to see you. But now he's working with Juventus. Mm -hmm. Ten years ago, when I started to talk with him, he was part of the scouting of Sampdoria. He was not even the director of Sampdoria, yeah. of Sampdoria. And I was getting in touch with him. So if you look at people, young people working in important or small clubs, it's, not, it's nothing that makes a difference. But you start to have a contact, you start to, to grow up with him. And I, re I remember Paratici, when I started to talk with him, he was like a scout. And now he's the sport director at Juventus. But we were like growing up together. And I was helping yeah. him sometimes and he was, he was helping me. So it's important to try also with more people. Don't try to contact me right tomorrow morning because it's impossible. But if you try with people from the second division also, from the third division, young people, young directors, they need attention because obviously everyone is calling the director of Manchester United or of Paris Saint-Germain. But no one is contacting the director of third division club, probably of your city. If you're in a small city and you have your club in second or third division, you have opportunities. Try and try and try and don't get disappointed if they're not answering you the first time. Yeah. And, and spotting talent and spotting these directors who you think are super hungry and work very hard and you get a good first impression off. Yes. Um, that's also absolutely key as well. Fabrizio, I won't keep you any longer. Thank you Thank so you. much for your time, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the President's Podcast. Be sure to check out the last one. We sit down with ICE Monaco Vice President Oleg Petrov. Really interesting things going on at Monaco and the changes that they're making. Make sure to check out other episodes if you haven't already. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll see you very soon for the next one. Bye-bye. Ciao, 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 ciao.